the God of revival, the God of hosts, the God of fire, who speaks through fire, the voice of mighty waters, and the Son of God, Yeshua, fully man and fully God, and the Holy Spirit midst of us. We pray that you speak to us this afternoon, Lord. We pray that the darkest night in our life breaks and the light shines in every one of our lives, Father. We pray that every addiction, every bondage, every chain will be broken in our lives. Father, we need to listen to you. We want to listen to you, Father. Speak to us this afternoon. Speak to us that we can transform our lives, Lord. Speak to us that we can change our motives, change our directions, change our wrongdoings, Father. Please forgive us. Forgive us, God, for all the shortcomings, for all the sins, for all the wrongs, for all the mistakes that we did in our past. Father, we come before you. As children, come after to the Father after doing the mistakes. Please forgive us, O Lord. Please forgive us. Lord, we pray that your spirit will be strong in this place, in this sanctuary, and minister to every person who is listening to this word, Father. Let your spirit be evident, Father. Lord, I pray that after this service, after this afternoon, Lord, our lives won't be the same as we walk in here, Lord. Lord, help us to walk out with a new belief, with a new mind, with a new heart, with a change in our lives, Lord. All these things we ask in the mighty name of Yeshua, the Son of God, the Prince, the Eternal, the Mighty One. In Jesus' name we pray and the church said, Amen. Can we praise God? How are you, church? Great? Ooh. They intentionally gave me the slip to do the announcements and it flew off. <laughs> so before we dive into the service, I have a few announcements to make. So every Sunday right at this place called WAC, we are the church, we have service at 2 p.m. So it starts sharp at 2 p.m. And you can register online before you come here or before you arrive here because you know the new uh, laws, new rules that is uh, mandated by the government because of the MCQ. So uh, we recommend that you would register online before coming here uh, because we need to equip the people. Uh, sometimes it might be overflowing. So please register. And we have the uh, Facebook page. So you can go onto the Facebook page called WAC. And you will find the portal there to register for the service. And uh, we also uh, advise because uh, because of the recent changes in the uh, in the circumstances of the COVID pandemic, we uh, opened a new bank account for the tithes, and we have the East West Bank for the tithes, and and this is also available here. And you can you can take the picture here, or you can leave the tithes there at the offering box before you leave. And Every day around 8.30 p.m., we have the daily prayer. So anyone, anyone, if you have any prayer requests, if you feel that you are depressed or that you need some sort of prayer, you can leave a message to our Facebook page so that we can pray for you. And this prayer is at every day, 8.30 p.m. So 
that's all for the announcements. I'm free. <laughs> so I'll start the message. <laughs> yeah. Who are excited to be here? So I think everyone knows me but few. I'm not the senior pastor. Don't confuse because I'm very young. <laughs> I'm just a filled-in pastor. I'm just a junior here. So we have a senior pastor, Pastor Lloyd, and <laughs> we are the young pastor. <laughs> we are not the old one. So, <laughs> uh, so it's been a while since I stepped onto this dice. I mean, it's already been one and a half year, and I feel a little nervous. Uh, it's been a, like it's been a while, but I think that God has given the word, which is very strong and which is very, you know, speaking to every one of us. I mean, it's not a uh, waste of time to be here in this afternoon. God has something to say to every one of us. And before we listen to that, we must prepare ourselves, our hearts. We must be attentive. I mean, this morning while we are in the session, I mean, the class, one thing that really uh, struck in my mind is you should be eager to listen to the Word of God. Even when the Word of God is there, but if you are not eager to listen, if you don't pay attention, it's, it's in vain. It's a waste of time. So I pray and I encourage you that you'll pay attention and listen to what God has for you today. So before we start, let I'll say a word of prayer. Father, anoint me, Lord, and give me the presence of mind and give me your word, Lord, and clear speech. And what you have given to me, Lord, let it be clear and let it be evident for everyone here. And speak to me and speak to them as well, Father, and use me. For your kingdom's sake. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So, this is my customary thing. When I, when I do preaching, I'll remove my mask. It's suffocating. So, before I start, I usually start with a story. If anyone can remember, I usually give a small story before I start. But this time, I'm really looking for a story, but I couldn't find any story. So, I asked God, why, why, why is there no story this time? And... And the one I got from God is, it's a direct message. It's, there's no need of a story for this. I mean, it's very simple, plain truth that everyone needs to understand. And in human lives, we skip the simple things. We don't need notice the simple things. So this afternoon, it's very simple. Go back to the basics. So is there anyone who can or who can say that they don't need anything additional aside from what you have right now? No? No one? I mean, truth, truth be spoken, every one of us, we constantly desire for something, right? We are always desiring for something. And when we get that, you know what happens? We don't want it anymore. Our desire changes for another thing. I mean, the past week I, I bought something. <laughs> I, I was so excited before buying it. I mean, I've been looking for it to buy for almost one year. And I'm constantly searching for it. And the next moment after I bought it, I didn't use it for five days. I even forgot it. So that's how mind changes. I mean, the human minds, we always desire for one thing, but when we get it, we don't get satisfied. Our perception changes. Our mind wants some more, something else to satisfy ourselves. And I think it's because our attention and our force, the driving force, our desire is not in the right place. That's why you feel empty there. So the main topic 
or the title of the sermon this afternoon is Take Emptiness Away. I feel like every person here, including me, we face the battle of emptiness. We feel so empty. We feel so empty. I mean, we feel so left over. We don't know what to do. We don't know what can give us that energy, that happiness, that joy, that satisfaction in our lives. Sometimes we feel, what is the purpose of life? I mean, I ask you now, what is the purpose of, of your life? It's hard, right? It's really simple to ask, what is the purpose of your life? But when you think upon it, it's really hard to answer. What is the purpose of your life? What is the meaning to your life? I think even if you ask a philosopher, and he will say it's a very big answer. It's not an easy thing to answer. What is the meaning to your life? What is the purpose of your life? And I think this afternoon, God wants to speak to you in a way that you will know the purpose and meaning to your life. Amen? So, I will start with a verse from Ecclesiastes. I, I think I, had, I have heard several sermons, several messages on YouTube or, or some, somewhere else. But very few people, they take the verses from Ecclesiastes. I mean, if you, if you are a Bible reader, if you have already read the book of Ecclesiastes, you will know that it's not very encouraging. It's not at all very encouraging. I mean, all you get to know is it's waste. <laughs> so here... Let's see Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 6, verse 7. Here it says, in the scripture, it's not my words, okay? <laughs> all the labor of man is for his mouth, right? All the, work we, all the work we do, it's for the food that we put inside our mouth to satisfy ourselves. Sometimes the car cannot, you cannot put the car inside your mouth, but it's to satisfy your life. <laughs> so... It doesn't mean that you eat everything. It means that you do everything to satisfy yourself. But the next line says, and yet the soul is not satisfied. I mean, you work so hard, you spend so much time, you spend so much energy, and the thing you get in return is unsatisfaction or dissatisfaction. And people, they try to you know, fill this emptiness with several things. Fleshly desires, money, fame, pride, you, you name it, we always try to satisfy ourselves with something or the other. It might be an addiction, it might be a sin, it might be a, it, it might not be a sin, but it might be something which doesn't have any meaning at all. All these things usually brings down to the same thing, which is no satisfaction in our life. And it's the greatest, greatest problem of everyone in this current world. I mean, we have the people who are billionaires, wealthy men, but they don't have satisfaction. We have the rich families who always get divorced. We have the students who got the high grades and still yet commit suicides. There is no satisfaction in the world right now. And the people who always look down upon themselves, who always feel very less equipped, who always feel less encouraged or always feel less confident. It's all because of having no satisfaction. If you are satisfied, you are confident that it's simple. So all these things we do in the life, it's meaningless and it's what we get is no satisfaction. There is no sense of fulfillment when you do something. That's what it says. So here, 
the things you do in your life, I mean, majority, 95% of your time, you, you reflect on yourself in a day. If you have 100% of your time and the 95% of your time goes for what? This one. The things which cannot own your satisfaction. So what it really tells is our main aim is to what? Desire for emptiness. All we do these things just to feel empty. Our mind thinks ah, we feel satisfied if we do this thing. But what we really get is emptiness. So 95% of the time in our lives, we spend our time to feel emptiness. So let's, let's look into Job, Job chapter 15 and let's see what he says about people who center their lives and who value so much that they spend more of the time to search for emptiness. So here in Job 15, 31, 32, it's so profound, guys. You have to take note of it. Let him, let you, not trust in the emptiness by deceiving, deceiving himself. For, if you, for, empty, for emptiness will be his payment, and it will be paid in full before his time, and his branch will not be green. Simple, direct statement. If you spend so much time in doing the things that will earn you empty, what you feel is emptiness. And after you feel emptiness, your branch will not be green. I mean, you don't grow a branch which is green. I mean, you don't feel a joy. For a tree, the joy is to be green. If it's dry, if it's rotten, it's no joy. In our life, it's, if there is no joy, it's rotten, it's not green. Our human life, existence, it, do, it all depends on one thing, the joy of the Lord. If we don't have joy in our lives, how much do you have, it doesn't matter. What you, what you have, it doesn't matter. Who you are with, it doesn't matter. Why do you think all the people, like, like recently I heard that Bill, Bill Gates, he got divorced. He's one of the richest guy, top three, but why is he has beautiful wife, he has all the riches in the world, why he got divorced? If we, all the things you have, but if you don't feel satisfied, it won't be enough for you. You can't get the joy and you will be dry. So filling your life with emptiness is directly equal to taking away God's time. You believe that? The time that you are using now is the time that God has given you. You are living on the borrowed time. I mean, the things we do, the works we do, it's all given by God. It's not our own potential. It's not our own thing that we earned it for. Every time we pray for something, and when we get it, we look on to the other way. And this time, we ask God, give me this, give me that, give me this job, give me this car, give me this new partner, new wife. Only one wife, not new wife every time. <laughs> we pray for the things, and when God gives you that, you rob the God's time. No, no wonder why you feel empty. When you get the new car, you spend the time in car rather than reading the scripture or praying. If you get a new wife, you spend the time with your wife rather than spending time with the God. I wouldn't say don't spend the time with your wife. But say prefer God. Put God in the first place why, where he deserves. So if you rob the God's time, if you rob the God's place, you will feel empty in your life. And the second thing is, you won't be having satisfaction, no happiness, no joy, no matter what you do, without 
being content in your life. You should be content in God. The reason why we say, the Christians say that we have peace every time. If you literally think there is no peace in our lives, every day we have a new problem. Yesterday I had a problem, this day I had a problem, and the tomorrow I will have a new problem. And literally when you quote the scriptures and say, God, peace, surpasses every understanding it, and it will you know, comfort you. you. Literally you cannot say it to a person who is walk, walking down the street. He cannot understand how come God's peace can comfort me if my problem would, wouldn't get solved. Right? The reason is your heart should be focused onto the God than focused onto the problem itself. When you, took, or when you take the Job's life, he lost his wife, he lost his seven sons, he lost his daughters, he lost his, all his wealth, and he's on the streets with the wounds, with the illness. And in the last before chapter, the one chapter before, all Job does was complain. Why do you give me this? Why do you put me this to this trial? How, come you, how can you do this to me? I'm a righteous guy. I have honored your word. I have, I have sacrificed these things, these things. He always does his complaint. Why did you do? Why did you do? Why did you do? And the God's answer for it is, I'm the God. I'm the one who made the foundations of the earth. I'm the one who built this. And he asked Job's single question. Were you there when I was doing all these things? And Job couldn't answer. The, the, the understanding there is, you should feel confident that there is God who made the heavens and the earth on your side. The thing that, that God tells Job is, why do you feel afraid when I am with you? When you have a problem, when you are in a trouble, look to God instead of to the trouble. That's how we find the peace in all circumstances. That's how we can drive our way through in our life. That's how I can persevere in all kinds of situations in this life. So these people always... Complain of I'm having moody. I'm moody today. I'm feeling very unpleasant today. Mood swings. I'm feeling depression. I don't disturb me. I'm very, feeling very low. All these people who complain of all these things, I wouldn't say they, those are real problems, but I would say this. All those people, they are empty inside. They don't have people who love them. They don't have people who care for them. They don't have peace regarding their issues. That's why they feel low. That's why they feel very depressed. That's why they feel very disturbed. I mean, if you have a person who can take care of everything for you, would you feel like a nobody? No, right? All these situations in your life, if you ever experienced depression, if you ever had moodiness, if you ever had swings of mood or mood swings, the answer is you're not paying attention to God, because God is always there loving you. God is always there taking care of you. And it's not God's job to tell you, hey, JP, I'm here every day. Hey, I'm here. It's not God's job. He's always there. It's your job to look to God and ask, God, help me through this. What good is that if you have a saloon on the street and you don't walk in? The saloon guy won't come out of the shop and, and cut your hair. You have to walk into the store to get your hair cut. The same thing with the God. God is always there. 
It's your job to run to God when you have something. Daily on a daily basis. And we also feel empty because of the lack of prayer. I think, I, I think God really answered this part. Every time we pray, we pray for our benefit. I mean, tell me the time where you prayed for other people's benefit. How much time you spend praying for other people. All we ask is, God, do, do this for me. We, we don't give God an option. No, we, we command God, we order God, God, do this for me. Or we don't ask God, God, what should I do? We, we just say, God, I am in this trouble, do this for me. No, we, we provide the solution to God, right? We give him the solution as if we are the ones who are really wise. If we are wise, we won't be in that situation before. So we give the solutions to God and God looks how funny you are. Because we are the ones who messed up and we give the solution that God has to do for us. The, the way we pray, it has to change. I don't say we shouldn't pray for our needs, but we should pray that we know what God wants to do in our lives. When's the last time you asked God what you want me to do? God, what is your opinion on this? God, what is your will in my life? When is the last time you have asked that? If we have started praying like that, our lives would be different. We, don't, we, we, we wouldn't feel empty. The prayer is always focused on materialistic things in this world. And that's when you, when you, when you take the prayer of Jesus Christ that he taught the disciples, the only thing that is materialistic in that prayer is food. Give us our daily bread. He didn't say, yeah, Father, give us a daily ride. Give us a daily, you know, fare. He never prayed that. He just prayed only one out of how many verses the whole prayer. He only prayed, give us our daily food. And in our prayer, the only verse would be, God, take care of me, something like that. And the rest, we will just command as if we walked into a McDo and we ordered something. I want this, extra sauce, extra ketchup. We just instruct God what we want. And that's not God wants in our lives. God wants to do his will. And that's why we feel empty. Now, the emptiness, it's not empty because it's empty. <laughs> you get it? It's empty because the things you put inside, it doesn't have any meaning. If you look the dictionary for the emptiness or being empty, what you feel is, what you get there is the meaning, meaningless. Meaningless. And God doesn't like meaningless lives. I mean, God doesn't push you away, but God doesn't like the meaningless lives. I mean, what's the use of being meaningless? What's the use of the existence of yourself being meaningless? Always driven upon fleshly desires, always driven by the addictions, always driven by the motives, wrong motives, always driven by the pride, always driven by the lust, always driven by to do harm someone. There are some people who always you know, think of harming someone. Not in a way that they will carry a knife, but Chismis, backbiting. We don't consider it, guys. We don't consider it, but it's a harm. God doesn't want you to do that. How can you abuse someone that God has created? We don't take it seriously. How can you abuse someone who God has intentionally created? You don't have any right to do that. God is the judge. 
And God says, I'll take care of it. God is a just God. He doesn't deny the judgment for you. You are not the judge. Just forgive the people. What is the use of being a Christian if you can't forgive your brother or sister? It's just meaningless. Why would you say you're a Christian if you can't exercise the Christianity? What is the use of a baseball bat if you just put it in your armpit and carry it around? You have to strike it, right? It's the same if you are a Christian, you have to exercise the, exercise the spirit. The, meaningness, the meaninglessness, God doesn't appreciate in your life. And we can know this from the scriptures, why God doesn't like the meaninglessness. If you go back to the beginning, in the beginning, in the Genesis, you can see how the space was. Here it says, now the earth was formless and what is it? Empty. Meaningless. It's formless. It doesn't say that it doesn't have any matter. It has matter. The Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. There's water, but it was empty. How come it's true? If there is water, how come it's empty? The real meaning there is, if it doesn't have any meaning, it's empty in God's sight. If it doesn't have a purpose, it's empty. If you don't fulfill the purpose of your life, if you don't fulfill, or if you don't know the meaning of your existence, it's empty, it's meaningless to God. God sees as if there is no person like JP who is exist existing on earth. Well, what good am I if I am not doing what God called me for? What is the purpose of my life? And here, what God did was, if, when he saw the empty, he said, let there be light. And there was light. Every situation in your life, every emptiness, every brokenness, God can change the, you know, the God can change your life in an instance, just by word. Let there be light. And the emptiness here we speak, we do not really relate it in our lives. We sometimes look over it as if, as if something which we are lacking. We just feel emptiness as if, if we don't have something, we feel that it's emptiness. Here I have this verse in Psalms 13, 3. Psalms 13, verse 3. Here David asked for the light. Now we know that if there is emptiness, God doesn't like it, right? If it's empty, God doesn't appreciate it in our lives. And what we need to do is ask for God's light to fill the emptiness in us. Here, David, in the same situation, he asked, enlighten my eyes lest I sleep the sleep of death. In the other translation, it says, give me the light to my eyes. Why, why do we need light? Like when God, said, or when God said, let there be light, he saw the emptiness, right? Why do we need the light in our lives? Why do we need the light for our eyes? The emptiness you cannot see unless if there is light. If there is no light in your life, you cannot see the emptiness in you. It's that simple. Did you get the point? You cannot see the emptiness, the things inside your life which are making you feel empty if there is no light. 
That's why God, that's why David says here, give me light to my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. If you don't find light in your life, if you don't have light in your eyes, you cannot see the things which are harming you. You cannot see the things which are destroying you inside. Here, David speaks, David prays to God. He says, give me the light to see the things which are harming my way, which are making my life miserable, which are making my life very unhappy, which are making my life empty. In our lives, we several times ask God, God, speak to me. God, give me the situation, solve this situation. God, solve this problem in my life. Always we ask God, who we are so desperate to find the answer to our problems in the life. We are so desperate to ask God to give us as the answers. But we are very negligent. We are very not obeying to open the word of God. When you open the Bible, that's the time God opens his mouth. If you don't open the scriptures, if you don't read the scriptures, how can you know what God has spoken to you? God really can come into person and stand in front of you and speak, oh, this is what I want in your life. All the things that he wants to speak to you, he already has written in this book called Bible and he has preserved it for you. And if you are not attentive, if you are not being you know, habitualized to open the word of God, it's your fault. We ask God to speak to us, but we don't do the action. We are so desperate to hear the word of God, but we are not obedient to it. What good is it? It's all meaningless. Here, David, he asked God, give me the light to my eyes so that he can see the things that are causing trouble in his life. It might be the situation that he did in the past. It might be the thing that, that has been running his life for over a long time. But the thing is, if you don't have the light, if God doesn't give you the light to your eyes, you cannot see the things in your life. In Psalms 119, it says, I think 105, it says, your, what? Your word is a lamp to my feet and light to my path. The word is a light. If you don't read the word of God, you don't have light. If you don't open the word of God, you're not switching on the light. You are just having the light there. Is there any broken light here? No? Our church is in a good condition. <laughs> what, what's the use of a light which doesn't light up? In the same way, what is the use of your Bible if you don't open it up? Our lives will be the same. Same old life, same old addiction, same old cycle, same old sin. There is no change if you don't open the word of God. If there isn't light, there is no way that you can know the sin in your life. In other place, I think it's in Psalms, it says, your word is a mirror to my life. It's how you check your life. If you don't read the Bible, you don't know what is right and what is wrong. According to the current standards, 
living in a relationship, it's not wrong. If you don't know the word of God, you, you might feel the same. It's not wrong. I'm not doing anything wrong. There are several things that they are not right in this world. But people think that they are the right things to do. If you don't open the word of God, we are running down to hell. And the light you have, it, it, it might not be there for you always. You have to switch it daily. If you just leave it, and if you don't take care of the light, it just vanishes. In our lives, our emptiness, our troubles, all the things that we cause, it's just because of one thing. We don't focus on what we need to focus, the Word of God. The Word of God is the real thing that can speak to you no matter what your situation is. Even if there is no person around you, even if there is no person who can encourage you, it, it spoke to me and it can speak to you and it always will speak to you. God has spoken and he, he still does speak in all circumstances. Right now in your life, if you feel that everything is normal, if you feel that there is no trouble, if you feel that everything is fine, that you're not sinning, that's wrong. I mean, you're not opening the word of God. If you open the word of God, every day you'll be convicted of something or the other. Believe me, if you open the word of God, you will feel sorry for opening it. <sighs> sorry, God. If you're not feeling sorry, I mean, you're very comfortable with your life already. And it's not a good place to be in. God doesn't like a meaningless life. The Job, after he has spoken this, if, when God has spoken to him, God has replenished all the things. He's given all the riches, all the people. All the sons and daughters. But it doesn't, it's not the thing that made Job's life meaningful in this Bible. It's the Job's heart and his focus towards God which made his life meaningful. We don't read the Job because he is very rich. We don't read Job because he became very rich in the end. We read Job because what he went through in the middle. In the middle. Throughout all the circumstances, throughout all the troubles, his focus is on to God. And that's what God wants us in our lives. If you feel empty, if you feel not motivated, if you feel not encouraged, if you feel that you're lacking something, it's not God's fault that he doesn't give you something. It's your fault that your attention is not in the right place. You need to change your direction. You need to change your focus. You need to ask God for you to speak. And when you ask God, you just don't say, God, speak to me and just go and do whatever you like. You, you open the Bible and read. Sometimes we are so focused, like we just pray, God, speak to me. And we get very busy in the other things. We go outside, we party. And the thing that we pray, prayed before was, God, speak to me. How can God speak to Speak to you when you are partying somewhere. You need to give time to God. You need to run to God. And today, the emphasis, the main thing that God has laid over my heart is we don't take care of the emptiness in our lives. I mean, we don't recognize the emptiness that we go through. 
we just feel empty, but we don't know what it is. And we just feel very short-tempered. We feel very uneasy. We feel irritated. All these are symptoms. The root cause is emptiness. And if you don't solve the emptiness part, you don't get rid of the symptoms. And this afternoon, let's ask God to shine his light upon our lives, to light our eyes, to take away that emptiness in our lives. And let's put ourselves, our hearts in the right place before God, to focus God in everything and bring glory to God in everything that we do. The meaningfulness that I spoke in the, in the beginning, the meaningfulness to your life is bringing glory to God in everything you do. If you are doing this thing, if you are bringing glory to God in everything you do, your life is meaningful. The purpose doesn't depend on being a doctor or being a lawyer or being a police. The purpose of God in your life is to bring glory to him. If you do whatever in this world, anything in this world, but you don't bring glory to God, it's meaningless to him. So let's put our perception, our, our life in front of God and ask God, God give us the light to our eyes. Take away the emptiness in our lives and help us to give glory in every circumstance. That should be our prayer. Let's pray. Father, this afternoon, Lord, I pray that all the things that we don't notice in our lives, all these things that we just keep in our lives, Father, those really matter to you. All the time that we spend in vain, all the time we spend in work without recognizing you, without giving glory to you, Father, it's all in vain. It doesn't give us any satisfaction. It doesn't give us any meaning to our lives, Father. Lord, this afternoon, change our minds, Father. Give us a mind that is always aware of how we spend our time. Always aware of how we tackle with each other, how we treat each other. Always think of bringing glory to your mind. To your name, Father. Church, let's take this time. And let's put God in the right place, in the center. We, we get so distracted in our lives, so, so you know, busy with our lives. All we fill up in our lives is emptiness. But it... It's not what God wants us to do. God never said, get busy. God never said, earn more money. God never said, satisfy yourself. God wants you to be a person who can bring glory to his name. Who can share his love to others. Who can bless others? And without God in your life, without God in everything you do, it's empty. All the kindness, all the helping nature, all the donations, everything you do, without God in your life, it's empty. You don't get satisfied because of the physical things that you do. We feel so empty, so broken inside. 
that we cannot tell what's wrong with us, what's the real matter with us. And God wants to address that issue today. That's what it's all about. What is the thing that's causing you to feel empty? That's making you very empty. You will know it 100% sure when you open the Word of God. When you ask God, when you read the Word of God, it reveals itself to you where you got it wrong. This afternoon, let's take this moment of time. Let's ask forgiveness for all the things. For the things that we didn't acknowledge God. For the things where we didn't praise God, didn't glorify God. For how we have prayed, being self-centered, self-focused. Ask God to change our lives, to change our minds, to make us all, to take this emptiness away. Father, take this emptiness away. Let your light shine upon us. In the beginning, Father, everything was formless, everything was meaningless, and everything was empty. And the only thing that you did was to say, let there be light. Father, we ask that that light will shine upon us. As David had prayed, Father, we pray, light up our eyes. Give us light, Father. If there is no light to our eyes, we fall to death. We sleep in death. There is no use with the dead people, Lord. Dead people can't praise you. Dead people can't glorify you, Lord. Dead people can't work for your kingdom. Lord, we don't want to be dead people here. We don't want to be people who are just sitting there in the chairs and warming up the chairs, Father. We want to be active. We want to be the people who move the kingdom forward. Give us a light, Father. Give us a light, O oh Lord. Let the darkness be gone from our lives. Let the light shine upon the darkness in our lives, Lord. Let every addiction be broken in our lives, Lord. Lord, if we have strayed away from your path, show us the path once again, Lord. Bring us to the path once again. Make us walk in the right path, Lord. Your light, your light is all we want, Lord.
Lord, as we read your word, you open your mouth, oh God. Help us, Lord, that we seek your will, Lord, because only then, Lord, we can have a meaningful life, a life that is not empty. Because, Lord, you said in your word that if it doesn't have, if it doesn't have any meaning, that is, then it is empty in your eyes, oh God. So, Father, I pray for this afternoon, oh God. You help us focus on what we need to focus, O oh God, and that is your word, Lord. Help us, Lord, to position ourselves to really hear from you. All these things, God, we ask in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. <laughs> 